Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to an edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Oh, international. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me across the pond is Steve Parsons. Yo! Hey. How, so, how's life in Irma land? Do we right also, here. If... Unfortunately, down south, it's uh, not too good, but that's his life. For all those who are down south in Florida and places south, we hope everything goes okay for you in the recovery after Irma. Because Great Britain, we're being battered by Storm Eileen now. We're on our first one. Is that hurricane? Well, it's gusting 75. Oh, no, it's just a baby storm. No, that's a tropical storm. Yeah, it's about to get CNN out into the street. We're talking about 100 and. 2,550 mile hour winds yeah, that, down. That would be a, a windy day here in Wales. Yeah. Very windy. Oh, we get that, days 100 plus. Anyway, right, moving on. Mm-hmm. So you'll be here uh, sooner or later, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, is my host well enough? Oh, it doesn't matter whether I'm well enough. You'll be here very shortly, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be here, but you will. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not well enough, I might have to come over there and nurse you. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. What? My... Well, nothing. Nothing. I thought you cut out or died then. Really yeah, sure. that was pretty much what was going to happen. So, yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. yeah, so. so we're excited. I mean, you've got a, a good uh, good lineup set up. Uh, in addition to Spiracus, which you'll be doing on the 29th, 30th, and the 1st. Uh, you get a dining in with the dead with the Cabinet of Curiosity at the Wyndham on October. What is that? Steve, you know, if you're going to make me look it up. October 9th. And uh, also... Lighthouse on the 7th. Yeah, so you'll be doing a lighthouse investigation on the 7th. So there you go. Exciting stuff. Uh, come and see Steve. Check out the events at nighostproject.com. Letter N, letter E, ghostproject.com. So uh, how is our friend uh, Andrew doing? Oh, not Andrew. Uh, Dylan. Well, ask him yourself. Really? Yeah, ask him yourself. I would if I could. You can just ask, and it shall be granted. Really? Oh, great Ethernet. Please connect me with Dylan, Joan. Can you do that for me, please, great Internet? Dylan, if you're there, can you hear me? Ron, I can hear you loud and clear. Ah, it's working great, great. I love this, yes. All right, Dylan, Dylan. Yes, Ron. Are you sleeping? I mean... Is is that what it is that I am coming to you via your your sleep? No, it's even more magical than that. No way. It is. You're it's... astral projecting to Steve's house. Um, very possibly. Or we something just, like that. Just I, I, next yeah, we just sat next to each other. 
Hey, oh, just, wow. Good. Look at that. Apple, the Apple event from Cupertino. Cupertino? What is that? Yeah, the Apple event and the new iPhone 10. What is that? It's very good. Oh, it looks good. It's beyond you, Ron. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hate all that technology. It's, it's a bunch of crap. It's the way I look at it. Uh, I'm going back to becoming a flat earther. That's the way I like it. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, we, we watched, uh, we took a break from work this afternoon and watched a short documentary about flat earth. It was, it was, it was illuminating and, um, yeah, flat tards, I think they were called, weren't they? Flat wits, flat wits and flat tards. Flat wits and flat tards? Isn't that a little disrespectful? Very disrespectful. Oh, Okay. Interesting. Who was calling them flat with some flat tats? Uh, the gentleman who was making the video debunking the claims about um, the Earth being a uh, pizza, a, a space pizza made by the... Some magic guy. Yeah, the space, yeah. space wizard or something. Yeah, yeah. Frisbee Earth. Oh, interesting. It was. It was... It, 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 well... <laughs> We were looking at people's ideas about, you know, how, how some crazy ideas develop and, and take, get traction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the craziest, because it's, it's, it's used in almost, you know, conversation level is, uh, you know, this idea of flat earthers. Uh-huh. Some people believe flat earth. But the movement for a belief in a flat earth is actually increasing and growing. And there are many, many YouTube channels and page um videos dedicated to this idea of trying to prove that the earth is flat and it's all a huge nasa united nations conspiracy right and you know so rather, all of, so all the work i did in the space on the uh, space program was just a fast then right yeah i mean rather than oh yeah you, nasa are behind it yeah i mean as you uh. would, you would imagine that as science and uh, our understanding of the world around us advances then this notion or any notion of flat earth would would dwindle but the opposite is is actually the reality the reality is that the notion of a flat earth is gaining traction as people are they seem to be wanting to trust what they see rather than trust any form of higher authority and i don't mean in terms of government but they they become deeply mistrustful of you know any form of higher agency like nasa or united nations or the other governments and almost de facto anything that you know has has accepted the earth being uh spherical must Mm -hmm. must be uh some Mm -hmm. form of conspiracy Mm -hmm. but they don't explain why or you know it's just Mm. And you know what's funny is though I bet you, I bet you they could they probably could explain the flat Earth uh, via quantum physics because I'm sure quantum physics uh, everybody uses that to explain whatever agenda they have so I'm sure that if they they can find something in quantum physics to give a scientific basis for their uh, flat Earth yeah quite possibly but I didn't see any of that mentioned it just seems to be that they're trusting their own uh, senses so that they have you know. The mathematics says says that the Earth is right. rotating. Oh, I know what I saw, Steve. Exactly, the the Earth is rotating at a certain speed, and yet you know, the, it, it's still flat calm. Um, if the Earth is is a sphere, then you would be walking up and downhill because you would be walking on a permanent curve, and yet you're not. And 
all sorts of strange ideas like this. And when you look at the horizon in every direction, the horizon is flat, not curved. And yet it should be curved because of the fall off of the sphere. And it, they don't seem to understand perspective or, well, it's not that they don't understand it. It's just that they can't see it. And because they can't see it, they can't seem to grasp the, the fact it's there. And the, the simplest explanation therefore becomes to trust their own senses, which of course, as human beings, we have to trust our own senses. It's a necessity for survival. We have to know that the vehicle coming towards us at the intersection is probably going to hit us unless we take evasive action, but our senses say it's coming towards us. So when we see a flat horizon, it is in, you know, in our, so every, every sense that we we have, it is a flat horizon. So they're trusting their five senses and trusting their own uh, judgment over learning, over science, over any other form of higher agency. Um, but this is, you know, I mean, this is what people do when they, they you know, they say ghosts don't exist because I can't see them. Uh, they say God doesn't exist because I can't see them. They say all these other things don't exist that because they can't see them. Even gravity, I'm sure, it doesn't exist. Well, the opposite is also true because you you have a group of people who will always intrinsically believe that the dead can come back and that... um, But there's a big key there. It's it's their beliefs. Yeah. They don't don't shove it down your throat as as, as science. Well... Well, maybe they attempt to, but that's besides the point. I think both parties, you have extreme views on both sides of the fence. And you you do have, um, but what what what's crucial, and I think what comes about from the flat Earth thing and from the 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 belief in paranormal um, phenomena mm-hmm. is very much a, a one of belief. Belief it's a belief driven uh, system whereby you you what you believe in colors your judgments and your perspective and your outlook on all of your other experiences. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, you can, you know, if you are intrinsically believe, uh, believe, uh, predisposed to mistrust science or mistrust the government and your senses are saying that the horizon is flat, therefore the earth is flat and the, the, sun, the sun goes around the earth, not the earth around the sun, then there is nothing within your uh, general area of observation that is contradicting that idea. You only have the ideas of NASA to contradict those, but you can't see those. So you're being asked to put your faith into something that you can't actually see. So, so you, can't, you can't see things like satellites orbiting or, or anything yes, like that? But the ordinary man in the street can't. I mean, you know, yes, they, they can. They can, but they choose not to look very oh, okay. hard. Okay, that's what I'm trying or, to say. I mean, or, there is there is stuff up there. I mean, if yeah. you're going to deny it, at least get your facts straight. Well, you've got to bear in mind that for, for the longest period of time, you know, man couldn't quite grasp what the moon was doing. You know, they saw yeah. it night after night and what the stars were doing. So observation doesn't always – you might see the satellites going overhead – but if you are intrinsically predisposed to believe that they're in a, you know, a um, stationary orbit, how can it be that they move? It, well, or or they're in a rotating disc, or they're in a rotating hemispherical sky that's stuck on top of the flat disc Earth. You know, you can fit that to your 
because you can see it and you can relate it to your... You know, what's really interesting, Steve, is that you have these ideas, like with back, back in the day, but they believed that the Earth was the center of the galaxy and uh, or the solar system or whatever. But then it was just ordinary people that... that did well, well, a little bit more than ordinary, but uh, people that observed this and, and were able to prove it. So why are we stepping backwards? Why are we going the opposite way? Well, I think it was it was a handful of learned people who did the experiments and did the studies, and we have you know people like that very Probably much. Like that. And, um, yeah, and we have those, and we have those people with inside paranormal research also, but the vast majority of the middle age population, the medieval population in the Middle Ages, the vast majority of the population today, they, the, their lives are not set up to, to give them the time or the space, or perhaps they just do not, don't have the desire or, in some cases, the ability to think creatively. I mean, creative thinkers are fairly rare, I mean, I, and we hold them in high regard. This evening, there was a, the, the, the Apple event started off with... Um, an attribution to Steve Jobs, who is recognised as a, um, you know, a, a genius, a creative thinker, as was Galileo before him, and as, as were you know other Cop, notable Cop, thinkers, Cop, Copernicus or whatever his name is. Yeah, Copernicus. Copernicus, so, the good Pollock. The, there are <laughs> you know, there are some people who can think in this expansive manner, but the vast mm-hmm. majority of the population have got more pressing matters like finding food and you know seeking shelter Look, and their iphone which of course doesn't exist because <laughs> you know <laughs> that technology couldn't possibly yeah. exist it's magic one of the other things as well ron is that nowadays with social media it allows people who've got these perhaps bizarre theories to be able to propagate them by getting in touch easily with people around the world so they right. can now share their bizarre theories and Spread them to like-minded individuals. They're bizarre to us. Oh yeah, yeah, granted. Because the idea of a spherical Earth is normal for mm. us, because we could assimil- assimilate that idea mm. and accept that our eyes aren't always right, and the fact that we see a flat horizon doesn't necessarily mean that we're sitting on a on a on a, on a flat disc. Yeah. you know, we can relate that to to a ball. Uh, so, what's their theory so, about if well, you're going to fall off this? Are you going to fall off the Earth? If you go well, west or there were some generations who who did believe that, but it's actually incorrect to say that you know. It so, no, a, what do they did believe? What? How do they explain that when a ship leaves New York and uh, ends up in San Francisco? How do, how does that happen? Or, or well, look at Columbus. He, he believed when he'd sailed across the Atlantic, he'd arrived in the Indies because he thought he'd gone so far he'd gone around the globe. When he actually, in fact, he'd gone halfway around the globe and ended up and got God forbid, he founded America. Um, well, not anymore because they're trying to take that away from him now. And, well, he landed uh, in Florida, so I mean that's probably gone now as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's, it, we're trying to get rid of that. So uh, the Vikings, the Vikings, uh, the Vikings have uh, were discoverers of America, so they're thinking of changing Columbus, Ohio, to Eric Ohio's for Eric the Red. So there you go. Shouldn't it be Red Ohio because he was Cristobal Colon? I don't know. Who knows? Columbus yeah, go ahead. Columbus. Speak about Florida, you said, before I... Yeah. Well, I forgot. I forgot what was no, no, speaking about Florida, it was... Um, I was watching the uh, hurricane make landfall um, yeah. when it came through, um, I believe it was Naples, Florida. 
and they had Jim Cantore from the from the Weather Channel um, standing on the balcony getting, and it was you know the eye wall came past. Um, what was seriously impressive was once the eye wall passed, which was ferociously uh, bad, you know, mm-hmm. wind and rain, the flat absolute stillness of the eye that followed it. Yep. Uh, but most impressive was the way that the sea disappeared out of Tampa Bay and in the Bahamas. The sea just vanished because the hurricane had caused a displacement. Such a huge amount of water that it actually was capable of drying out the ocean. You know, I mean, that, uh, not not quite drying it out. That's it, a uh, it dried it out Mr. Norma. Yeah, and, I mean, and then it really sucked out the water, basically. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it displaced sufficient, but it water. came back. So don't worry. Oh yeah, the water came back. Um, but you know, you realize the huge forces of nature that are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with these weather events and our inability to affect. I mean, we can put man on the moon. We can we can put satellites maybe, into maybe. space. Maybe, maybe. Um, we can put satellites into space, and yet we can't. Well, some people believe that we can with harp control the weather, but you know, Mother Nature will always have that sting in her tail for us. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. was, it was it was very very impressive to watch. Yeah, uh, or inspiringly impressive to watch, but you know, deeply, you know, oh how I did not want to be in Florida, or how I was so glad I wasn't in Florida. But Florida, my brother, seems my brother to, was there. I know, I, I, I'm aware of that, and I, I believe yeah. John um, on the in the chat rooms down there as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, well, at least John's there. So, and I presume your brother got through it relatively unscathed. Yes, he did. He, uh, luckily for them, it, it went. Because he was right in Miami, and uh, he actually he was in a different place, but he went down to stay with his daughter, who was in Miami. And uh, luckily, the hurricane uh, changed direction and went up the uh, west coast, so that spared a direct hit to Miami, which would have been hard. Yeah, I, mean, I was watching. There was a, there was a, a, several families who'd evac- evacuated from Miami because earlier in the week it was predicted from to hit Miami, and so they they evacuated to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, where it and right into it, <laughs> straight into it, and yeah. yeah. But hey, that's that's the weather. Um, you know, people, but you know, people uh, give attribution of paranormality to weather events, also. In the all middle of the ages, all through in the, the middle ages. ages, people used to fire cannons at the sky or at clouds in order to um, try to affect the weather. They, of course, prayed to weather gods for rain or for for for. Um, you know, other, other, you know, sort of cessation. Didn't they, didn't they also ionize by, uh, clouds for rain? They still do. Um, during yeah. the pre- prior, immediately prior to the Beijing Olympics, the, um, the Chinese authorities seeded the clouds with iodine crystals um, 200 miles from Beijing in order to drain the clouds of any moisture so that it didn't rain over Beijing during the two weeks of the Olympics, of the Beijing Olympics. And they were successful at doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can we can influence the weather, but there was this idea of um, right throughout the build up to uh, you know if you go back to the Middle Ages, um, men would fire arrows or cannons at the sky um, in order to try and affect the weather, and uh, they would pray to their individual gods and deities to bring rains or to stop rains or to bring wind or to stop wind or to affect you know uh the the local climate um and mitigate the effects and the whole time you know uh with the hurricane 
you saw many, many people from different religious churches and groups praying, um, you know, for, uh, for the for the storm to be diverted or, or change category. There was even, um, which I thought was a spoof at first, there was even a group of people in, in Florida down, uh, down towards the Keys who were firing their guns into the hurricane. Good. Um, in an attempt to do something, I guess. Um, I wasn't quite mm-hmm. sure what they hoped to achieve. But there is this belief that the weather, you know, the attribution of paranormality to weather events, which, uh, you know, the forces outside of our control are the times when we, when we're confronted with the forces outside our control, are the times we tend to turn to our most basic beliefs in gods and deities. Mm-hmm. You know, we only, I think the mass majority of the population only pray when they're in danger and harm's way. Yeah, well, like, what's what's that theory? Only uh, there are no atheists in a foxhole. It's an old yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it's, it's intriguing. It's, but you know, the, the interesting thing about that, and that's one of uh, you know, I, I'm curious about everything. But one of the the thing is the power of, of intent, and uh, you know, I've seen so many different studies in, in regarding. Uh, you know, power of intent, basically, or our prayer, which is power of intent, and how they believe it affected outcomes. And it's intriguing. Uh, it's easy to poo-poo it because we have no absolute, uh, no, no absolute, we have no scientific evidence that it, that it can other than these studies. And, and yet the studies' results are still there, uh, and it's above the, uh, the, uh, the norm, the uh, baseline that, that it should be so it, it's intriguing it's very intriguing stuff with with harvey hurricane harvey that preceded irma there was a group um, of evangelistic christians who uh, immediately following harvey because harvey ameliorated from a cat four to a cat two as it hit land which is exactly what it's supposed to do is it's deprived of the heat of the ocean which feeds the hurricane but they were claiming that it was the power of prayer and the intervention of God um, that, that you know, uh, decreased the, the hurricane from a four to a two. Mm-hmm. But they sort of kind of neglected to deal with the rain issue that they had with um, Harvey. Um, but the thing that's the thing that I never saw any of the channels. I'm just I, I know we're sort of talking about the weather event, but that's I, all right. We kind of turned that way. We have no problem. We always have open yeah, mics, I mean, so we can talk what we want. I saw lots and lots of warnings about storm surges, about well, about everything um, in the in the week before Irma arrived in Florida. Um, the one thing I didn't see for any of the southern part of um, Florida, uh, particularly around Ever, uh, Everglades, the Keys, uh, Naples, um, was when the water rises six or eight feet with the storm surge. What about the alligators? What about them? No, it's it's. Oh, that, that's... Go? The, the alligators don't. And then today, um, somebody put a photograph, uh, some video of a catfish swinging down a gutter in yeah, Miami, at, and yeah, some yeah, absolutely. There's a guy that just reached outside his yard and picked up a fish that was in yeah, the shallow water. Yeah, and, and, yeah, today there was somebody put a. It was about a ten foot gator taking a walk up a street. Yeah, it's it's, it's not. They, don't, they don't mention that added danger. You know, stay indoors. You know, hide from the wind and you know, flee from the wet from the water and you know, t- get extra supplies and you know, nachos and hunker down and watch out for gators. 
you know, he's like, ah, oh, come on, I'm not going to that. Oh, well, it's more more than gators. It, it, it's it's also the the snakes, and depending on on the locations, of course, is is where you get those animals. I mean, if if for instance, uh, if we had a hurricane here in Massachusetts, I am fairly confident that I, no matter where I go in Massachusetts, I won't find a gator walking in the street. Um, so, you know, some of that is just plain simple. Yeah, but I, the, it, with all of the warnings that the governor gave out and FEMA gave out and all of the, you know, the uh, state uh, and, and, and national authorities gave out, not once did they mention gators. And I would have thought, you know, a 10-foot gator is going to be a considerable threat in a, you know, when you're paddling up the street and, you know, up to your waist in stormwater. Because mm-hmm. they can hide in that sort of level of water. Oh, yeah. My, uh, my, as I mentioned, my brother's house is actually on a, a canal, and uh, he sees the gators in the canal all the time. So if it's flooded, yeah, the gator's going to be up. I mean, but they know that. that it's, the, more, the more threat than great gators is, more, is the snakes. The snakes are far worse than the gators. Uh, there's so many events. But, didn't, you know, see, didn't see many gators in Foot Locker, though, emptying Foot Locker. I uh, don't know. I, I really yeah, there's there some, uh, some. Yeah, they're in the croc store. Oh, right. I don't think they know what crocs are no. in America. Oh, no. no, you have to explain that one. Oh. Yeah, we have crocs. Oh, you have crocs. Yeah. yeah, Tom Brady is a. He was pushing crocs a long time back. Oh, hugs. Those are hugs, I guess. Yeah, yes. we have crocs. Crocs are like uh, shoes for the water. Yeah, like plastic shoes. In fact, yeah. over here we have we have a croc store that sells waterproof crocs, and they've got holes in. I've never oh, quite figured that out. Well, it's kind of like those uh, EMF glasses that you uh, gave me. Yeah, but I mean, th- these are actually sold as waterproof Crocs, and they, you know, they're open-toed and they've got breathing holes all over them. It's like they just let the water in. Well, which part of the, is the shoe is waterproof? The fabric won't get wet. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can't really call that waterproof, can you? It's like, well, they did, didn't they? They did, and they people sued, haven't they? They're not Croc-proof, Gator-proof. They've been sued, haven't they? <laughs> I don't so know. Therefore, it must be true. Uh, well, if you say so, it must be true. Uh, no, no. If you can't, and especially in the United States, you can't you can't uh, advertise something if it's not true, uh, because because us, pe- us people in America have this little thing called lawyers, and they just I love know, doing I that know. stuff. I had a very entertaining evening on Saturday um, because I was watching the Weather Channel uh, via a, a live feed, and it. I was I was telling my wife about the brilliant adverts with all of the disclaimers on, particularly for the medicines and the drugs. Um, you know those may cause death. Oh yeah, yeah. We all have those. They're, yeah, they're absolutely hilarious. They actually have. To, well, they're not hilarious because they're absolutely true. I don't know what makes them hilarious. They're hilarious uh, Brits because we don't have them. We just take the medicine and die. Oh, okay. But we we have to. That's we just uh, take, we're truth in advertising. No, we're British. We'll say we'll just take our chances. You know, oh, there like, you go. There you go. That. See, there you go. Did you live? You're fine. Tunes. Yeah, you oh, there's the tunes, so we've got to go. But anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet Parex with Steve Parsons, Ron Kolak, and Dylan Jones. We'll be right back after the following message. Welcome to Toginet, 
Radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. International edition starring New England's own Van Helsing, me, the bald bombshell, and our special guest tonight, Dylan, the teller of Curious Tales. Jones warning this show may cause death. Tell your pharmacist or your physician if you're having any surgery, child, uh, child planning, uh, childhood. Oh, I've forgotten how it goes now. Yeah, you just messed that whole thing. I did, didn't I? It was going so well up to that point. Well, two seconds in, and that was it. <laughs> Or if you're infested with so, gigs. So why the hell is Dylan here, by the way? Oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> we're working it's on not, a It's only because I like you, Dylan. Oh, um, we're working on a secret project. Oh, excellent, excellent. It will be revealed next spring. Yeah. Next spring in America. We, we've been, we've had a... Summer yeah. or fall. Fall. Yeah, we've had a productive couple of days. Excellent. Most excellent. So uh, Steve's well, doing another one of... Stone. Another one of those green glow-in-the-dark uh, ghost hunting shows? Oh, no. No, this is cutting edge. What, you mean like the celebrity one involving Kieran? The what? Uh, we, tomorrow night we have celebrity investigation, celebrity ghost hunt live. live. Ooh! Yeah, starring celebrities that nobody's ever heard of from reality television. Darren um, O'Keefe and uh, those two guys that were on the show uh, Alban, uh, Inman, whatever the fuck is Ian Lawman, um, yeah. Chris um, Harley, Paul Hobday, you know, the two guys that were on the show from Ghost. Oh, Street. those guys. Whatever happened to Chris Conley? <sighs> Shark got him. Yeah. Alligator? Probably, yeah, well, something got him. Um, 
and Dr. Kira O'Keefe with uh, some technology that's uh, so radically new to ghost hunting. Uh, no, it's eye tracking glasses. Which apparently let the um, um, the audience see what the person is looking at. So has that, I, has that been done before? Yes, um, but I can't. Fi- I can't figure out how it's an advantage. You know, if you tell me that you're looking in the corner and I don't see something there, I mean, we saw a trailer for it today, and it said, um, you know, if the celebrity looks in the corner, you know, looks in the corner and sees something, we can tell if their eyes are flickering that they're lying. It was like. Well, it could just be the tip Wait a minute. The, the camera looks at their eyes? Yes, the camera looks at their eyes, not forwards to look at what the light oh. tracks their eyes, but it also um, looks at their eyes and also um, projects um, what they're looking at onto a, you know, so you would see a monitor um, of the scene taken from the camera that's forward facing on the, on the glass. Yeah. And then Above, on that would be uh, some form of indication where the eye is looking within that scene. So, I mean, the technology's been around for about 20 years. Um, yeah, Canon cameras can, can can I don't see the purpose of it. I, I can't see the purpose because if, if they say, you know, um, I'm looking in, in, into the corner of the room and I'm seeing a, a phantom, um, well, you can verify, yes, that they're looking in the corner of the room, but you can't verify anything beyond that. <laughs> they're looking where they say they're looking. Mm. So the rest of it is just lone vigils, Ouija boards, table tipping, and it gets better. They've got two, uh, they they tweeted a picture of them testing some equipment uh, last week. Uh, One was uh, a Huff Paranormal Wonder Box, and the other was a Ghost Ark, of all things. Ghost Ark? I thought those were dead. Well, they are. They don't work. They were proven not to work. Um, so, you know, the machine that they're using to, is already defective, proven defective. So they're just using it for the sake. It's got blue LEDs, and it's something that hasn't been seen. I love much. blue LEDs. Although red's my favorite. Green's, green's pretty good, too. But, but I that, hate green. This, I hate this green. Is just your, this is just your typical flim-flam television with nothing new. You know, Ouija board seances, celebrities, and this layer of, well, it's just electronic snake oil. The idea of the eye track glasses is just, in my opinion, electronic snake oil designed to, to you know, we have something new that you've never seen before. In fact, the the, the, the host, um, a guy called Ryland, uh, was promoting it as they're so expensive that even I'm not allowed to touch them, but I'll be wearing them throughout the show, as will the celebrities. So I, oh, I, you know, I costed them up. You know, I just, they're about, you know, for a full operating system, they're about $1,500. So they're not they're no more expensive than a mid range thermal imaging camera. Yeah. yeah. But you know, at least a thermal imaging camera gives you, you know, a different out- outlook on the world. Yeah. I, I know where I'm looking and you know, if you tell me that you're looking over there, then you know, that's good enough for me. I don't need to track your eyes. What might be quite entertaining though is if the celebrities start to peer at each other's nether regions, because there was a study that was done several years ago on um it was it was based on supermarkets and where people looked on supermarket shelves. So they used eye track technology in that to see you know, how customers would look at products on shelves. High level. Um, and what they what they actually ended up doing was causing some some problems for some of the participants in the study because um, there were several. Uh, I believe there were two male participants within the study who were happily married at the time, but had um, they couldn't. 
<laughs> well, they couldn't keep averting their gaze from the the lower portions of one of the other male participants in the study. Mm. Um, because the eye track glasses, of course, were revealing exactly where they were looking and, you know, sort of continuing to look. And they were getting an awful lot of hits in this, you know, in the nether regions of one of the male participants. Well, there you go. Yeah, so it can reveal, it might reveal something interesting about the celebrities. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, all cool stuff, all interesting stuff. You know, it just makes no, you want to go out and watch it. No, 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 it's all just celebrity bullshittery. Is, that, is uh, Most Hunters still, still out? Uh, they're, having, they're having a mid-season break at the moment. They're due for another series, that's what I've heard. Yeah, but they're, yeah. they're on a break at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they're so doing a speak- live experience. So speaking about, uh, uh, you know, trickery and snake oil, uh, I believe Dylan was just at a conference, wasn't he? Yes, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to present at the 41st uh, conference of the Society for Psychical Research. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah which I was discussing well, paranormal reality television, funnily enough. Oddly enough, you know, that's how I, I, how I segued that right in there. That was very good. In your good. best tele- radio presenter's voice. Go for it. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, yeah, I was, look- I was talking about paranormal reality well, TV. the BBC now as a radio presenter. You'll be able to tell in a minute. Yeah, yeah, just ignore him, Ron. Um, Yeah, I was presenting on paranormal reality television and how they portray science on there. Oh, uh, really? And also looking at how certain academic parapsychologists uh, put put themselves across in the media. Um, And one of them will be featuring tomorrow night on on this new Celebrity Live show. Oh, Uh, interesting. I I don't think he did himself any favours... Um, in the last one he did at Halloween last year by claiming that a fourteen ninety nine dollars EMF meter you can buy from Amazon um, detects ghosts. Excuse me? Like on the A17. Excuse Yeah, he, he actually claimed that uh, on this television piece that um, he did. a $14.99 EMF meter from Amazon uh, could actually <laughs> detect ghosts. Was yeah. it the ghost, ghost meter pro? Don't tell Ron because he'll have bought ten of them. Yeah, the time I get yeah. it. Um, I, I want to know what this is. Yes, I've got a. If the, if the if elf, now I, it was the elf meter. Yeah, the little black little black meter. The elf, the elf chips. The elf meter. The elf meter. The elf meter. The elf zone meter. It's about dollar. It's about fourteen, fifteen dollars. You mean the the little one they use for detecting micro uh, the EMF leakage on That's microwave the baby. Yeah. That's the baby. Detects oh. as well. Rush out and buy one now. Yeah. Um, I already have one. I already have one. There we are, then. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to switch and start using that and get rid of all the other meters I have. Seriously, I mean, you know, tweeting on this show, this this picture of them testing new equipment, a Hoff Paranormal Wonder Box. I mean, would you? I mean, this this thing, complete with uh, the copper wire with the crystals interwound into the handle. But I mean, is it, I mean is it, it, I, I'm sorry, Steve, but... I find it intriguing. I I would certainly want to experiment with it. I mean, to me, I I would given the opportunity, I would I would jump at it to experiment with it. Uh, even the ghost act for the the whatever you've told me about it, but firsthand I've never had any experience with it. So I, I have no problem with uh, experiment with devices no, that come out there. How do you know it's going to there's any validity to it if you don't yeah, no, actually experiment? Well, of course. You know, it's something we've talked about before. 
in order to be able to understand the you know the the, the technical snake oil that, that the device is you have to take one out and use one but to then take one out with two competent investigators and a parapsychologist five gullible celebrities and then sell it to the general public as a genuine device you know or, or even portray it as a genuine device remember these were the same two investigators who used the ghost app a smartphone ghost well, app. well we all know the technology behind that is way and beyond claim, we can and, the, and, the, and you know when challenged their claim was the producers made them do it made me do it mama you know i mean it's a very weak argument you know, don't mm. throw your credibility away for five minutes on television boys you, you know, know. And I'm going to say Test this because by all means, but live television yeah. is not the medium for testing equipment. So if 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 Karen O'Keefe would jump out on live television and talk about the 1499 ghost meter, uh, then I will come out of the closet. And and as you know, Steve, I pretty much since I've been doing this, I've been playing with EMF meters and uh, back in the day, the cell sensor. Uh, and I can tell you from my own experience there is some type of correlation between uh, paranormal, what is perceived as paranormal activity in EMF um, that's measurable. So that's, that's kind of intriguing. That's, uh, am I saying, oh, I can detect ghosts? Absolutely not. But, uh, There's no correlation either. I mean, what you're seeing is you're, you're, it's, it's pattern falsification. You, it's the same with the maglite. When people see patterns appearing, they adopt their approach. So, for example, with the, the, when, a, when, when you use a maglite, it, there is no randomness to it. Um, it, it is governed by the, the second law of thermodynamics. Right, thermodynamics. I, I totally understand the, the, the yeah. lab. It's, lab. And, it's, and it's the same with uh, things like the K2. There is some signal that it's detecting quite quickly a, a person will adapt to the pattern that they're um, that they're seeing so they might I be understand that too now if i'm not if talking about using them questions for, and they time I'm, I'm not talking about using it for communication device okay. did i i never mentioned that no. uh i just said there was a correlation between uh emf and, and, the, and what is perceived as the paranormal and i believe that absolutely in in my mind well that's fine because that's a belief driven system yeah Absolutely. So, and, and we agreed at the start of the show that the belief is the basis of all fault. If you, no, no, no. We didn't agree to anything, Mister uh, High and Mighty. You, you, you just went on your usual preaching. Any, of, oh no. God, science is God. Science is God. As you all bow into the great computer. Investigation needs to be evidence. I saw that on Star Trek too, by the way. Yeah, uh, investigation has to be evidence driven, not belief driven. Immediately, belief enters. Now, into if the, I just said that, it screws up the. If I just said you just, that, you said, just, I noticed I, believe, I noticed there was correlation I believe, between. And you said, I believe there is correlation there between it. That's what I so, said, and I do believe that. Yeah, uh, also, you are, you are, now, can I prove yeah. that? And and I I can bring up examples where I can prove that. Uh, can I prove that in a scientific study? Absolutely not, because I never conducted one just on that alone. But well, to experience, which is different. If, for instance, if you see a ghost uh, and you don't believe in ghosts, that ghost is still there, whether you believe in it or not. Well, absolutely. I mean, if it, well, um, that's presupposing what a ghost yeah, is. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Um, 
I know that but was going to happen soon. If, if, out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, if you, because you said something interesting. You said you believe that there is a correlation between electromagnetic field. Yeah. Now that's perfectly fine. The problem is if you. Because of the fact that you believe that there is a correlation, you become more likely, you become predisposed. I understand that, too. It's not like yeah. I'm some jerk that fell no, off the I, I, I understand all of podcast, and I have to correct you, otherwise half our viewers, the other, one of them at least, would go home thinking that K2s can detect the paranormal. Now, I didn't even mention K2. I never referred to K2. <laughs> <laughs> Cell sensors. I think K, K, uh, K2, uh, at least they has a freaking meter on it. The K2 the, don't. <laughs> the, 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 you know, what we have to do, and it's the hardest thing in the world for an investigator to do, it is absolutely because we are all human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all basically believed. We have to be, uh, intrinsically trust ourselves and trust our senses and trust what we see and trust what we hear. Um, our lives, our, our everyday life depends on, upon that, you know, trusting ourselves and trusting our judgment. Now, you will see, you may you may notice patterns where a device appears to be doing something. Now, the problem that... Thank you. Thank you. And it is, it is normal human nature to believe, you know, and trust in your what you're seeing. However, um, however, as an investigator... To adopt that approach, you will then inevitably change the way that you will uh, approach the investigation and potentially skew the whole investigation. You have to lay aside any belief or any predispositions to belief, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. For yeah, any we've human. discussed that many times in this yeah. show. So, you know, I, I'm not I'm not correcting um, you. You but can correct me. I mean, you have your own beliefs. You believe no. You believe it's hard, hogwash. Then that's fine. Well, no, 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 belief. no. I don't. Whatever my beliefs are, I try to lay. I, you know, I work very hard to lay my beliefs aside. Right. I am entirely open minded to every single possibility when I wait, start. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me, excuse me. I heard something wrong. With my headset. I thought you said you were open minded. Wait a minute. I, Hello? Hello? Is this, do I, I am. I am. Really? Open-minded, huh? I am entirely 100. I, I strive to be entirely open-minded in every You're so screwed. Not screwed. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> skewed. And, and, and uh, your, your disbelief that, that it... No. it Yes, yes. Don't tell me. One of the great thing. One of the great. Th- one of the great things is you've you've just demonstrated how objective I am. Because, <laughs> because, oh, excuse me, you're killing me. <laughs> make me feel better. This this week, you have just you've just accused me of being you know skeptical and a non-believer, and yet this weekend I was accused of exactly the opposite. Now, if I if I can be accused by a believer of being a skeptical and by a skeptic of being a believer, then I must be demonstrably objective. No, no. It just means that, look at it this way. We all have scales of believability, a scale of skepticism. Yes. Where you fit in our particular scale is what you're going to come up with. You're going to be skeptic or you're going to be a believer, depending on, let's friends, if Haley was here, you would be a freaking believer. Um, I yeah. would. I would support the. In fact, today um, on this project that Dylan and I are working on, on Dylan, this very project that Dylan and I are working on. Well, Dylan 
proposed some ideas to me. Uh -huh. And they were um, following the line of what you would call skepticism and science and, and, and a science based approach. Uh -huh. And after some discussion, um, we moderated. In fact, I, I fought a corner to include mediums and psychics in the project. Wow. That is correct. He did actually fight the corner and I relented. He has such a big heart, doesn't he, Dylan? He does. He does. Because I was he's fighting. Like a, I was like, fighting not for mediums. I was fighting for objectivity. He, objectivity. He's like a big teddy bear. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> See, I'm not afraid to, to speak my mind. Me neither. No, so true. But I was, you know, I, was, I, I have, I have no perception. People are going to believe what they believe about me, no matter what I say. So it doesn't matter really to me. And oh, I, I have, have, no have no academic uh, honors or anything, or excuse me, academic uh, organizations that I have to deal with. So it <laughs> makes me a nice little wild gun. You see, I I don't have any views. Well, when I start an investigation, I try very very hard. I strive not to have any views, not to prejudge anything. So you have views. You know that. I know we do. I know we say it. I know we do. Um, but I strive very much to try to try to be open-minded. I understand. To stress those views and my beliefs. Uh, it's not always easy, but after so many years, I believe I succeed most of the time. I think one of the th major things that we were discussing earlier was labels. And we oh, like yeah. things labels, don't we? Yeah, um, we do. And that's one of the things that, you know, the project that we're doing is, is we're going to be looking at. Uh -huh. But I'm not going to give much more away than that. Okay. And labels, I mean, labels are intrinsic. We're, to a human, to this human sort of psyche, we need to be able to categorize and to label. We like to label ourselves as skeptical believers or open-minded skeptics or open-minded believers or skeptical mediums or scientific mediums. Mm -hmm. We like to label the phenomena that we're dealing with. We you know we call them apparitions or ghosts or demons or classified for roaming vapor or classified for roaming vapor. I and, loved it. <laughs> this idea of labeling is prejudging and we need to we must i mean there is no difference in the investigation when an investigation of a case of a murderer or a pedophile um the investigation process is the same the collection of evidence the interviewing of witnesses the interviewing of suspects. There is no difference in the investigation. It's analyzed by an independent, independent yeah. and expertise. But there is a vast difference between the way people investigate apparitions and the way they investigate demons because they have pre-labeled and therefore pre-judged and therefore predetermined the investigation process based upon the label. Agreed. You know, I just, it, it's really interesting, and, and, and I, in a way, I feel sorry for, for you and some of your colleagues, too, uh, Steve. I, I know I just saw uh, uh, Jack, uh, what was his name, Jack Hunter? Jack, uh, you know him, right, from the mm -hmm. Cows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's his last name? Uh, I don't Hunter. Know. Hunter? Yeah, Jack yeah. Hunter. He just had a chapter removed from the book because... Uh, of the way it was, I mean, it was a good chapter, and it was fought 
far and everything else, but there was preconceived by one member of the board that, that this was uh, because of his, some of his other beliefs, by the way, not about the chapter itself, but, but because what he perceived as some of Jack's beliefs, that that chapter was, was removed, even though it was not reflected in the chapter. Now, isn't that kind of what you guys deal with, I mean, in what you're talking about with labeling things? Yeah, entirely. That's exactly what we were talking about. Labels are labels. Obviously, you need to apply some form of labeling at some point, but that labeling of the case should be, you know, should be later. It should be almost in the in the conclude conclusion of the case, not in the early process. If you, you know, speaking of you, Cal, oh, is he ringing again? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Head on time. On both phones. <laughs> that, that's definitely phone call from the dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. It's, it's the hardest thing in the world to be an investigator <clears throat> of the paranormal. I um, agree. Because, because, you know, first of all, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, whatever your approach is, we're all basically human beings. Right. We all have those, all of those human failings, all of those human um, faculties. Uh, and, you know, it, it's incredibly difficult to lay aside our humanity. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think it's important that you work together with people and you have that confidence in each other to point out if you think that there is something wrong. And Steve did that with me earlier. And you listen to that argument. As well, he should, by the way, Dylan. Exactly. That's what you <laughs> But that's what, that's what mutual respect right, brings. Right. And you're able to challenge each other and make the alterations, and you end up with something much better as a result of it. The, the bottom line is, we all have to do do with people. And you know, I'm sitting at Janet's St. Janet's desk right now, and she has this mug here, and it says, "The answer to the question: Can people really be that stupid?" Is always yes. And I, I kind of agree with that because yeah. some of the don't you? I mean, they just come up with, you know. Uh, like uh, certain investigators saying, okay, this meter is definitely detects ghosts. So why? Because it said ghost meter on it? I don't know. (laughs) Because it's on the television program. And this is the danger that Dylan highlighted at the conference, that this idea that, you know, um, there there should be a burden um, of um, responsibility on someone like uh, a professional, an Mm -hmm. academic professional. At least one that perceives himself as one. Or, or one that, but you know, when I was in, in nursing, I there was a professional burden upon me to perform my job accurately and and correctly. Whereas it seems that once you are an academic professional, you can go onto mainstream television and spout any old rubbish, um, and nobody will pick you up and say, "Oh, you have a, a duty of care to you know the wider world." Not mm-hmm. to say that that meter is is um, able to detect ghosts. Mm-hmm. Because he has an additional layer of credibility that the average person on the street doesn't have. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. and moreover, that's built up by you know his credentials on the television. You know, expert. I think that's part of the problem is that when you put yourself in the position where you can go on television, you've really got to be careful not to allow yourself to fall into a trap where you say something out of context. And if he had said, some people believe that you can detect ghosts. That's different to saying that this can detect ghosts. Yeah, it might have been a slip of tongue, but nevertheless, that's out there forever, which is the really exactly. sad part about uh, 
social media. And, 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 and you know, uh, Steve, as is, is, is I've mentioned a dozen times, is if you look at some of the, the uh, literature on my, me in the, in the past, uh, you know, you'll definitely see some uh, views that I don't agree with any, anymore. But uh, those were, the, the, those were what I, I believed in the time, at least in, even though I don't believe in more, they're still out there. Yeah, I mean, it's the same on the Parascience website. Um, our, our old beliefs, you know, what we discovered in 2000, what we knew in 2000 is very different than what we know in 2017. Which it should be, right? And But we haven't buried the past. We haven't rewritten, you know, we haven't rewritten right. it. How can you past. learn from the past if you bury it? Exactly. Even though we want to do it in the United States, God forbid us, we're going to bury all of our past. <laughs> it, it would be nice to be able to bury your mistakes, but, you know, we... we you know, in science, we show our workings out. But on the subject of the website, and as we come into the last 30 seconds, we have a brand new parascience website. I did not know that. Um, it's been completely and utterly revamped for 2017, the first major re overhaul of the site in more than six years. Um, so uh, parascience.org.uk or parascience.co.uk, either will take you there, and shortly so will .uk, but... Go to www.parascience.org.uk or .co.uk and check out the new website. Oh, post it up on our, uh, our page if you would. Well, we're still, we're still finally knocking out. There might be the odd sort of dead link as we're, we're clearing it up, but it anyway, went this week. There's a tune, so we're going to go. Check out uh, inegoesproject.com, letter in the letter egoesproject.com. Steve's coming over, see what he's up to. Till next time, good night, God bless. Adios. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.